All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, welcome back. You know what time it is. It's another edition of the Fan in the Van podcast time. Oh, I just got home from work and I was like, you know what? I said, I can either pass out right now or I can hop on for a little bit, shoot the shit and talk sports and give my opinions on certain things that have happened throughout the course of the week. And you can tell probably by the sound of my voice, I sound like I'm awake, but honestly, I am as burnt out as some of the cigars I smoke. Uh, and actually right now I got a nice one in my hand. It is uh, Fuente Fridays as we like to call them. So on Fuente Friday, you only smoke an Arturo Fuente. Um, and again, I had to get it from my boys over at South Shore Cigar, Chris and Evan. I was actually there today and I picked up a couple. Uh, I picked up this new Avo one. I think it's called Seasons. From what I already hear, it is one of the best Avo cigars out there. Um, so if you're into cigars and you like Avos, I haven't tried it yet. Um, but maybe Sunday I'll do another one. Um, I know um, Aaron at Brutally Honest was telling me uh, JD's taking some time off. And uh, you know he's either going to go solo or looking for guests. So I told him I can either do it tomorrow or Sunday. I has got to figure out what works best. For him and for me, so probably after this episode, I'm probably going to go charge my phone up a bit, and um, we'll shoot the shit and see which day and what time works for both of us. Um, you know, I don't mind being a guest on people's podcasts. Um, it's just a matter of timing, and I don't want to inconvenience other people. You know, like, hey, you know, can you work around my schedule? So, uh, but I think it's something that'll definitely get done. I think it's definitely an episode that would definitely probably blow people's fucking minds. Um, I think we definitely have a lot of fun. We probably agree on a lot, debate some things. So, you know, to matter whatever he wants to discuss, I have no issue doing it. So, um, and if you didn't check out the latest episode they did with, uh, with Jalen and Garrett over at Two Dudes with Sports News, I would definitely check it out. It is hilarious. And the Bill Belichick impersonation, I couldn't I couldn't stop laughing. It was just, it was utterly insane. But, um, you know, a lot of people that I've noticed within, this, within the podcasting world, a lot of them, they're starting to take breaks. And, you know, so, listen, working a full-time job and trying to do this on top of it, it really burns you out. And... You know, and sometimes you just know when you're burnt out, you just got to dial it back, sit down, relax, zone out in front of the TV, have a nice drink, smoke a nice cigar. If you're into weed, roll yourself a nice blunt. Um, You know, whatever you're into, just do it and just fucking relax. But let's hop into the world of sports here. Um, You know, obviously football is, is getting crazy. Obviously, we see Zeke obviously got cut. We discussed that last week. And now it's down to the Eagles, which would be a complete fuck you to the Cowboys, in my opinion. It's the Bengals, and then it's the Jets. And when you look at the Jets situation right now, I don't think bringing Zeke in would be beneficial. Only because you had Brees Hall, before the injury, Look, he was showing signs of being that guy that can be the running back of the future for this Jet team. And I think if you bring Zeke in... It, it hurts this kid's confidence, it, it, at least in my opinion. But, you know, the Jets are going to do things the Jet way. And, you know, again, with the whole Aaron Rodgers thing, and I caught um, a lot of what Brent had to say on, uh, you know, the last episode that they did when they discussed it. Um, you know, and actually, we, we were all commenting on it. I love the fact when he called him a flat-out cocksucker. 
I was fucking dying laughing. Um, you know, and I got asked this too, you know, going back to podcasting, do I listen or watch videos? With 1420 Sports, I honestly like watching it for the reactions um, as far as like facial expressions and just like, you know, just seeing how like Dave's going to react to something that Brent said or like a topic they're discussing. And then you just see Brent just like go off and almost like gym fashion where he's like, well, fuck him, that fucking douchebag. He's a fucking nozzle. Fuck him. Fuck where he came from. Blah, blah, blah. It, it is hilarious. But when discussing the Rogers situation, you know, and I agree with Brent on this, you know, and Rogers opened his big flap and said that he's the greatest Packer ever. And now the Packers are like, okay, well, now the Packers have the, the to me, the Packers kind of have the upper hand here because he's still on the contract with Green Bay. He could say, I want to play for the Jets and Green Bay could turn around and say, you got no say, fuck face, because you ain't going to New York now. Maybe we'll ship you to, I don't know, Carolina or we'll ship you to, I don't know, maybe the Rams or hell, not Tampa. You know, hell, maybe we'll ship you to Cleveland. <laughs> you know, who, who knows? But they could do that or they could say, listen, Jordan Love's going to start. We paid you to lose for all these years. The amount of money we've paid you, and Brent was spot on with this. The amount of money the Packers have paid him and the bullshit he's put them through. You know, they paid him to lose. Why not pay him for the next two years? And he could just sit out and then he could just retire you know, as the piece of shit he'll be known as, and he could just watch Jordan Love lose or win. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But to sit there and say, you know, I'm fully committed to playing for the Jets, Aaron Rodgers has to realize the deal's not approved yet. The deal isn't even done, and we don't know what it's going to take to get the deal done. If I'm Aaron Rodgers and you really want out and you know the lines in the sand, okay, and he should know this from experience with him being behind Brett Favre. You should know, just shut the fuck up and just let the deal happen when it's going to happen. You know, and I made reference out they should get it done sooner or later so he could work out with everybody and blah, blah, blah. But we know that he don't do that. So I have to kind of retract that statement. We know that he doesn't work out with any of the players. He don't want to build no no chemistry, no nothing. He just wants to go out there and friggin' wing it. You know, it's like cooking spaghetti. Winging at the wall, it sticks, it's done. And that's how Rodgers plays football. That's just really what it comes down to. And you see the Jets, obviously they're trying to make room. They trade Elijah Moore for a, a draft pick and they send him to Cleveland. Now, Honestly, I think the Jets shouldn't have traded Elijah Moore, but they're doing this to get draft capital in return. They're doing this to make room to get Randall Cobb, Mercedes Lewis, Odell Beckham, and it would be comical if the if the Jets do all this. If the Jets go out, all right, you're a sign Lazard. Let's say they go out and they get Mercedes Lewis. Let's say that they turn around and then get Odell Beckham, but they don't get the they don't get the cog to the machine that they wanted, and that's Aaron Rodgers. And again, if you don't get him, it's not the end of the world because again, there's a quarterback in Baltimore who's waiting to go somewhere or get or get traded or sign with Baltimore. And there was a lot of controversy with that. Apparently, somebody's going around saying that they're that, that they're 
doing the negotiating for Lamar. I think his name was Keith Francis or something. So the NFL and the NFLPA put out a joint letter saying, hey, don't nobody take calls from this guy. Um, he's not an official representative of, of Lamar Jackson. Uh, so whatever deal he tries to work out, we're in essence going to back out of it. We're not going to agree. And we're not going to take it seriously. So if I were you, I would not even, I wouldn't even talk to this guy. And, you know, he's, and the NFL is right in that regard. But, you know, you look around the rest of the NFL, right? So Baker Mayfield, we know, went to Tampa on a one-year deal. It's pretty much a one-year show-me deal. And I think, in essence, it's kind of the stopgap between either them finding a quarterback either in this draft or if they're waiting for Kyle Trask to be the answer. But, you know, they said, are you going to try to be like Tom Brady? He says, I'm going to be me. Well, being you, Baker, really didn't work out well in Cleveland now, did it? It really didn't work out. And, I mean, he showed glimpses of what he could have been in, in L.A. with the Rams. You know, could he keep Tampa on the winning track? Right now, probably keeps him at least a subpar 500 team. But to me, right now, no. No, Baker ain't going to win nothing in Tampa. No rings, no play. Maybe a playoff, maybe a wild card game and get eliminated. But other than that, he ain't going to do nothing. He's just a temporary answer until they figure out their QB situation. And speaking of that, Cam Newton tried out and apparently gains no interest from 32 teams. And a lot of people are laughing about it. They're mocking it. Listen, the guy went out there. He's trying to get back in the NFL. I mean, you look at DJ Fluker, right? The guy was drafted by, what, the Chargers like 10 years ago. Then he became irrelevant in the league. He's still 330 pounds, but now he's a 330-pound brick trying to get back into the NFL. So you can't knock these guys for trying to at least get signed by a team, get another payday in a way, and maybe make an impact on a team somewhere. I mean, if Baltimore loses out on the on the Lamar sweepstakes and there's a deal that gets done where this te- where team A is going to pay whatever they want to pay for Lamar and give whatever they got to give or do whatever, would Ravens fans be fine with Cam Newton as a stopgap bridge for at least a year or two till they either A, do something in the draft to get a quarterback, or they wait till there's a veteran out there who's you know, about to be done with a big deal who will just sign anywhere just to keep playing. And if Baltimore goes that route, Baltimore's taking 30 steps back. I'm not saying it because let's say they, they lose Lamar. Let's say the Aaron Rodgers thing falls out. And now the Jets make a p- play for Lamar, which would be the better bet for them in the long haul of it. In, in the overall time frame that Jets fans want to see a championship, you're better off, again, going with Lamar as opposed to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers gives you a small window that you can't even slip through it if you're the thinnest of thin people in the world. Okay? Lamar gives you that five-year window where, okay, year one, we made it to the first round, and we barely lost. Okay, year two, we get to the AFC Championship game. Barely lose. Year three, we get to the Super Bowl. We barely lose. Year four, we get to the Super Bowl again and win it. 
That's the better window I'd rather be a part of if I'm a Jet fan as opposed to in two years you're just going through the same shit again. At least Lamar gives you that three, four, five-year window where it's, okay, we have this guy for five years. If we get one Super Bowl out of it, hey, we'll take it. We haven't won shit in decades anyway, and the closest we got was with Rex Ryan. So, whatever. (laughs) But, you know, again, it's just... It's just a crazy scenario, and of course Aaron Rodgers has got to be involved in it. And of course it's got to all circle around Aaron Rodgers, because if it doesn't circle around Aaron Rodgers, then it's, you know, it's, you know, it's not the world we live in. It has to be all about Aaron. You know, it's almost like the Brady's. It's all about Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. It's all about Aaron, 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 Aaron. (laughs) I know when people listen to this, some of the younger people that listen are probably be like, who's Marsha? And what's that from? Well, it's from a little show called The Brady Bunch. Everybody and their mother knows the show. Okay. Now, you look around the rest of the league. We'll take the Steelers. Steelers are signing guys these two, three-year deals. You know, we signed a couple of guys. We lose Terrell Edmonds to the Eagles. All right. So, Aaron and JD, congrats. You got Terrell Edmonds. He's a decent player. He could have. He, he's showed improvement over the course of the past two, three seasons. Um, but now apparently today they had Bud Dupree in for a visit and this is the way they have to look at this. You're not bringing Bud Dupree in on another big deal. Bud Dupree in his six, four, five, six years with the Steelers had 40 something sacks, whatever it was. Are you going to get the same production with Bud Dupree that you did when he was first here? I'll be honest. You'll you'll get something similar to it as long as he stays healthy, but you're not going to get what you got five, six years ago. You're not going to get it. And that's just being a realistic Steeler fan. But am I all for bringing him back in? Abso-fucking-lutely I am. Because why not? You know, the other, the other issue surrounding the NFL is Odell Beckham. Where does he go? Okay, we've been saying that since, what, week 12 when he said, I'm going to try out for teams, and he's had, what, like 35 fucking workouts now, and nobody's signing him? Well, there's a reason why, because they don't want to take on the headaches that he may create. They don't, they're don't. worried about the knee giving out again, and the fact that he's looking, you know, to him, he said, I never said 20 million was the definite number, but 4 million isn't enough. You know, again, he hasn't played in in, in, a, in a certain amount of time. Now, would he be willing to take a one-year, say, $10 million deal? Yeah. If I'm him, I'm taking that deal. But where is he going to go? You know, a lot of people ask me, how, do, how would I feel if they brought him to Pittsburgh? Well, let's put it this way. You already have a crowded wide receiver room with Pickens, Deontay, Calvin Austin's going to be back this year. And we, we, we failed yet to see what he's going to do. Um, you know, you got a couple other guys there. You got Fryer moved to tight end. If they bring Zach Gentry back at tight end, you know, you have Connor Hayward, Cam's younger brother there at tight end who could also play fullback or running back for that matter. You know, if they bring Odell in, it brings them a veteran wide receiver that can maybe relieve some of the pressure off of Deontay and off of what Pickens and it could be this year. And if any coach in the NFL can handle the bullshit that Odell may bring, it's not other than Mike Tomlin. Because Mike Tomlin kept A.B. shit on the wraps for how long? We didn't know that A.B. was this prima donna douche rocket till 
he started airing it out himself. So when you look at AB in that whole time in Pittsburgh, and he's sitting there airing out Ben and airing out Tomlin and airing this out and airing that out, and Tomlin's sitting there like, listen, I never said one thing about your bullshit, but now you want to play that game? All right, bitch. Now here comes the angry Omar Epps. You know, and the other thing I was I was reading about is with former running back Rashard Mendenhall. And we all remember the fumble against Green Bay in the Super Bowl. And Rashard Mendenhall says, I don't know why I get the blame. Ben was just as bad. Last I checked, there's certain fans that are going to blame one guy. There's certain fans that are going to blame Ben. And there's fans like me that are going to say the Steelers played like shit. So it's a team effort. It's not one guy cost you the game. It's the whole team cost you the game because Green Bay lit him up like a fucking Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center. A dead one at that. Because the Steelers came out and they were just as flat as an eighth grader. All right? And I've been asked for years who I who I think is at fault. And the answer's simple. It's the whole team. It's all around. You know, you can't expect... In a Super Bowl, your defense to go out there and stop a team that's dominating you and you get no rest because your offense can't produce anything. And that's not just a problem in a Super Bowl. That's a problem in any game, any week of the year. Doesn't matter if it's week one, week 17, week 18, wild card, first round, AFC, NFC championship game, Super Bowl. It does not matter. It does not matter if your offense can't produce and is and is going going on three and outs. Your defense is never going to get the rest it needs. It's going to be so worn down that even the subs are worn out. So the whole team as a collective is to blame for not beating Green Bay in that Super Bowl. Otherwise, we'd have seven not tied with the fucking New England clam chowder fuckers up there in fucking New England with six, where half of them come with drama and controversy as it is with you know with with fake rules being made up on the fly, and we all know which one that is. So, yeah, but, you know, there's a lot more going on in sports. Another thing I got asked about, and everybody kind of wanted my opinion on this, and it's NBA related, the whole John Morant situation, you know, him flashing the gun on Instagram, apparently he was at a strip club earlier getting lap dances, listen, there's nothing wrong going to a strip club and having, you know, one of these skeezers, skip, scap, scallywags trying to put themselves through college. Um, you know, grinding on you. It's harmless, especially if you're a single guy. It's harmless. Okay. The flash and the gun on Instagram is a big ordeal, but the fact that he knew that it was a problem and the fact that he took accountability and the fact that he walked away from the team before the team could do a, before the team could even punish him, he in essence punished himself and said, I'm not coming back till I feel I'm mentally ready. Okay. So do I, so to sit there and say that, you know, John Morant's this entitled prick. You know, you don't see this with a lot of the younger guys in any league where they take accountability. And this kid came out and he did it. Now, if he didn't do it, then we would be on the other side of the spectrum here having a discussion where, you know, he's a self-entitled fuck and he pretty much took his career and he threw it down the drain. But he didn't. He took the advice of others and he said, I'm going to go get the help that I need. And he did it. So you can't fault the kid for that and then come out here and, and, and bash him and be like, oh, he's an entitled prick and he's this and he's that. When he himself admitted that he was wrong, 
took it upon himself to get himself the help he needed, put himself through therapy, walked away from the team because he knew he hurt the team, and he knew being around the team would hurt them even more because it would create more of a spectacle, so he stepped away. Now, had it, now had Antonio Brown had done this, had Antonio Brown just said, you know what, I'm fucking up, I need to walk away and take time to myself and get my mind right and everything else, we're not looking at Antonio Brown the way we look at Antonio Brown today. We're looking at him as a different person. And who knows what Antonio Brown we would be getting right now instead of this guy that's trying to rap and throwing gummy dicks out at the fucking Hollywood, Florida Police Department or, and, you know, whipping his dick out at some fucking hotel pool that he claims that the, the, that the woman stole his bathing suit or whatever it was. I really don't care. You know... We would be looking at him in a different light. We'd be like, hey, you know what? This guy took accountability for his actions. And that's all you ask anybody to ever do, especially in the world of sports. Granted, even though it's not sports anymore, it's a business. You still expect these guys that are getting paid a boatload of money to perform with a talent that not many have. That they worked hard to build off of and improve on even to to get the paydays that they're getting. And for, for a guy like Antonio Brown to be like, well, fuck it, it's everybody else's fault. Well, that's why we look at you like you're a fucking asshole. That's why we do it. Because you gave us the ammunition to do it. John Morant gave the people that see things for what it is, like myself, where I'm reading his comments, on, I'm reading his thing on Twitter and Instagram. Listen, you know, what I did was detrimental to the team. It was detrimental to my family and it was detrimental to myself. And I need to get the correct help and surround myself with those who can help me in a positive way and not drag me down this road I feel I could be dragged down. Okay, now I'm just paraphrasing to what he's thinking and saying. But, again, he took it upon himself. Had other guys in any league have done that throughout the course of history of sports, maybe their careers would be different and they'd be viewed differently. You look at if you look at boxing with Mike Tyson, there's another prime example. You know, he had the greatest talent of all. He was the most feared man in boxing in his time. And at such a young age to be as talented as he was and bulldoze through people the way he did. And what people don't realize with Tyson is this. It was one thing. It was, it was one thing that led down this path. And it was when his trainer Gus D'Amato, I think his last name is, passed away, and Don King stepped into the picture. That's where it all went downhill because Don Hill, because Don King, and we all remember who Don King is, he was one of the best boxing promoters ever. That the, the guy in all the Rocky movies is actually the basis of Don King. The one that Rocky fucking knocks out at the end of Rocky Five when he fights Tommy Gunn. Hey, yo, Tommy, you know, I ain't no bell one more round. You know, and then boom, he freaking uppercuts this guy at the end. And that's basically the premise of Don King's character in, in Rocky. But getting back to the real Don King. So he gets a hold of this young Mike Tyson and says, I could give you the world. I could, get, I could get you all the women you want and give you all the money you want. Hell, you could do all the coke you want. You could do this, that, and a third. And look what happened. You look at Mike Tyson now, he's a completely different person. But think about what would have happened if Mike Tyson had just stayed away from all that. 
Mike Tyson would probably go down as the best boxer of all time, even over to some Muhammad Ali and a, and a foreman and a, and a, you know, Joe Frazier even. But we'll never know because he went down this dark path where he was beating up Robin Givens more than he was beating up people in the ring. And look at what happened after that. So you could say even in MMA, as great as John Bones Jones is, he went down paths in his career that he should have stayed away from. And it took him so long, even with all the, hey, I know I fucked up. And then he fucks up again and expects us to buy the apology all the time. Okay. Now he's in the prime position to prove that he isn't going to fuck up again. That he isn't going to test dirty again or do a controlled substance drug again. Because now he comes back. Now he's the face of the heavyweight division because he comes back after not fighting for what, three years and destroy Cyril Gagne, okay, like that, literally, I don't think Gagne was ever ready for, for Bone Jones, okay, was not ready for him, Jones makes it look easy, and now he's got to prove it against one of, one of the top heavyweights in, uh, uh the hell's his name, Stipe Miocic, him, the, 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 the fucking Cleveland firefighter, um, but you know, he was a former UFC heavyweight champion. I don't think Stipe Miocic is going to be able to beat John Jones. If you really, if you really want to be honest, I think John Jones is going to go down as the one as, as the best light heavyweight champion ever. And one of the best light heavyweight fighters of all time when it's said and done. And he's going to go down as one of the best heavyweight fighters of all time. And not many could say that they've done that except for John Bones Jones. And I'll even give Cormier his due. Because Cormier was able to do both. Cormier, Cormier was able to take a light heavyweight fight and then five months later come back and fight in a heavyweight fight. So, and the Cormier-Jones rivalry is going to be one of the best that ever went down. And we know this. But their legacies also go hand in hand because of what both have been able to do. And... The thing with that rivalry is that Cormier was never afraid to call John Jones out on all the bullshit he was doing. And Jones was just like, eh, whatever, you're just jealous because you ain't doing it. But you see that Jones is now starting to take accountability for it. And that's the, and that's the whole point of this topic that I'm discussing now is that guys like John Morant took accountability. Jones is taking accountability. And you have AB who doesn't take accountability. And there's countless others you could think about that haven't taken accountability for their bullshit and their acts have been detrimental to not only themselves, their family, but their teams. So, you know, when you think about it, you know, the, the, the conclusion to it is really when a guy takes accountability for his actions, you could question why he committed the acts of which he did. And you could question it. You, you can absolutely question it. But when he's taking accountability for it, don't be one of those keyboard warriors that goes, oh, you fucked up, and no matter what you do, you ain't never going to be the same guy, you're a piece of shit, you're a fucking loser, you're a fucking hack, you're this, you're this, you're that, whatever, the blah, 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 okay, no, no, you absolutely cannot, you, you, you can't do that, just let the guy do what he's supposed to do, let him correct the mistakes he's made, we're all human and we're all going to make mistakes, the only reason why, if I did something like that, it wouldn't be put in the, in, in the spotlight, because I'm not a celebrity. I'm not in the NBA. But John Morant does it, and it is going to go viral and be made a big deal. So, 
And if I had done something like that, I would have been like, yeah, absolutely. I was wrong for that. It's it's a detrimental act because now everybody thinks I'm this fucking gun-toting fucking douchebag and I need help. And that's how John Morant felt. And that's what John Morant said. Listen, I got the NBA as my as my financial standpoint. Okay, the NBA, I'm getting paid by the Memphis Grizzlies to perform night in and night out to the best of my abilities. And I'm getting paid well to do it. And I made this mistake and I cannot make it again. So he did the right thing and he got the help he needed. And if you're going to sit there and bash it, you're a douchebag. But to get off that topic, obviously, you know, people complain about the World Baseball Classic. You know, obviously with the Diaz injury and, you know, these guys shouldn't be playing in it. And it, it hurts the, it hurts the game of baseball. And, you know, it, it's a thing that gets played once every four years. Just like the Olympics. Okay? It's played once every four years. Now, should all Major League Baseball players be in it? That's a matter of if they want to do it. Again, like I said last week, it's a matter of, of pride for your country. Okay, obviously, Puerto Rican baseball players want to play for Puerto Rico, and they want to go out there and they want to prove that Puerto Rico has the best baseball players in the world. The Dominican Republic, all the Dominican baseball players want to prove that they have the best players in the world. So, a Dominican Major League Baseball player is going to play for the Dominican Republic. Same thing with Japan, USA, France, the Netherlands, Great Britain. Whoever, wherever, it doesn't matter. I, I honestly, I don't mind it, but injuries are going to happen. Now, do I think a guy that you're, you're paying over $100 million to should be in it? That's kind of questionable, but again, the Diaz injury, that's all just from celebrating. That knee could have gave out that game could have that knee could have gave out in a simulated game that he's pitching or a or BP pra, or you know a bullpen session or just warming up or you know throwing warm-ups before the bottom of the ninth at City Field. You don't know when that knee could have gave out. So you can't really blame the World Baseball Classic for it. It's just something that happened. And like I said last week. You don't know when something's going to go. The warning signs sometimes are just not there. So you can't blame Major League Baseball for this. It's just something that happened. You know, there's nothing wrong with playing for your country. That's what it's all about. It's all about a united front. It's all about playing for your country and your country watching you play and them saying, hey, that guy is out there busting his ass, not only for himself, but for Everybody like him. That's the whole point of it. But with that being said, I am so shot right now. Probably sounds like I'm just going off on tangents. But, you know, it's been a couple of days since the last one. So I had to get one out there. Um, The one thing I am pissed about is, you know, I record on Anchor. Which will now Spotify for podcasts, right? And they just shut the fucking ad off, Right? So now any episode that I, that if you record on Anchor, now any episode you put out, now you don't get paid for it. And it's not much, but still, the little bit that, you know, that you generate from it, it helps out, right? And it's just so fucking annoying. So I'm on Twitter and I'm like, well, listen, you know, last time this happened, you guys just sent me a thing to, to do another, you know, do another recording for the ad. I did it and now it's, you know, up to X amount of money that I've generated off of it and I cashed out here and there. Okay, not much, but still, you know, and now it's like 
the reason why people do podcasts is to not only talk about what they like and interact with other people and debate topics or whatever field it is that you just, your podcast is about, but it's also about putting a little bit of fucking coin in your pocket. So now freaking anchors like, well, we don't know, you know, we'll email you when we have an ad ready. Like how hard is it just to send me a fucking thing and I just record it and I just keep making money off of it, you know? And they're like, well, that's why we have the paid subscriptions. Listen, I'll be honest with you. My link has a paid subscription to it, right? And I made it where it's like 99 cents. I don't ask anybody to fucking pay to subscribe to listen to the Fan in the Van podcast. And I'll be honest with you. And people can say you're stupid for saying this. But I'll be honest with you. Why is somebody going to pay to listen to me or Brent and Dave or Aaron and JD or Garrett and Jalen or listen to, you know... John Wrestling Fans Insight or, or, or all these other great podcasts, why are they going to pay on one site to listen to it when you could go on Good Pods and listen to it for free? Or you could go on Apple and listen to it for free. Or you can go on Spotify and listen to it for free. Or you can go on um, Google Podcasts and listen to it for free. Why is somebody going to pay to subscribe to it? The only way somebody's going to do it is like, hey, listen, you know what? I really enjoy your podcast. You know, if you're doing something where you do like extra content or whatever it is, yeah, I'll subscribe to it. But let's be honest, how many people other than other than Brent, who's got like, I don't know how many shows he's got now. I know he's got, I know he does the one he does every morning, you know, the, the 1420 sports in the morning where it's 14 minutes and 20 seconds of whatever topics he's discussing. Then he's got Hey Blue. Then he's got the show he does with Brent, uh, with, with Dave and whatever other shows he's got on top of it. Like this guy is. This guy is like the ultimate full-time podcaster. It is it is insane. But yet again, when you look at Brent and Dave, they have the Manscaped uh promotions that they do that I'm sure they get uh, they they get a they get something out of that. SeatGeek and, and, and all that other stuff. You know, guys like me, Aaron JD, like I don't know what they have as far as sponsorships or whatever. But me, all I had was the anchor one because I don't go out there and beg Manscaped to, you know, give me a code and I'll promote you and, and all this other stuff. Like my podcast is done through my fucking phone with no microphone. I sit here and hold the phone for 35 to fucking 60 minutes and talk into a phone sitting in a van. And if I do it at work, my phone's on my desk. I don't use microphones, mixing boards, editing. I don't even edit. I just put the shit out there. Because I just keep it as, I'm not knocking anybody who does editing or anything like that, you know, because if that's what you do, that's what you do. And that's all well and good. I podcast one way, Brutally Honest does it their way, Two Dudes does it their way, Brent and Dave do it their way, and it's fun. It's what works for them. And what works for me is how I've been doing it. People listen to me and I talk into a phone with no microphone. I, if I do a YouTube video, I do it from my phone. It works. People watch, people listen. So, you know, it's just a point that I'm sitting there arguing on Twitter with these fucking morons, and they're just like, well, there's nothing we could do for you right now. And I'm just like, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I'm to the point where I honestly don't want to continue recording on Anchor. So if anybody knows another one I can use where I can actually make money off of it, it would be, uh, it would be amazing. Um, but with that being said, um, once I'm done uploading this, I got to get, hopefully before I pass out, I got to talk to, 
I talked to Aaron over at Brutally Honest to, to get either Saturday or Sunday locked down in a time and how we're going to do this. Um, you know, obviously in the future, I want to do, I want to do a guest spot with, um, or even hop on theirs. I don't care. doesn't matter. However, whatever works for anybody. I honestly definitely have to do one with Brent and Dave. Uh, that's a long time coming. I uh, definitely want to do one with Garrett and Jalen at, at, uh, two dudes with sports news. Um, you know, those are the top three I want to do them with because it's not that I'm it's not that I'm not interacting with anyone else. It's just that those are the three main podcasters that outside of podcasting, like we'll message each other. You know, like like Garrett and Jalen will hit me up and be like, hey dude, you know, you alright, you know, blah blah blah, what's going on? You know, and, and it's cool to have that. You know, like, you never, like, we've never met in person, but yet these guys, you know, like, even Aaron and JD do the same thing, Brent and Dave do the same thing, you know, where where they reach out and make sure you're all right. And, and that's something that, you know, sometimes you don't even get that from your own fucking family. So the fact that other people are worrying about your mental health is, it, I, 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 you know, I applaud you guys for that. And, and it, and it's really, it really helps at times. Um, sometimes it actually talks me off the ledge of just wanting to just walk out of my job and just like throat punch somebody just like out of anger. It could just be some happy wanderer walking down the street and it's just like, Hey, I'm going to fucking throat punch you because you're happy and I'm annoyed and you didn't even annoy me. I'm going to fucking throat punch you and call it a day. But <laughs> you know, but again, as I digress, I'm going to go take care of some stuff and I'm going to hit up, I'm going to hit up Aaron. I didn't forget. So, um, as always, I like to thank everybody that follows, retweets, listens, and has been supporting me uh, since day one. Obviously, Brent and Dave. Um, if you're listening to me, they always got great content content out there. Um, special YouTube videos, definitely check those out as well. Uh, Aaron and JD at Brutally Honest Sports Podcast. Uh, as always, another big supporters. Um, definitely check theirs out as well. Garrett and Jalen over at Two Dudes with Sports News. Definitely check them out. Uh, they're putting out great episodes every time. Uh, definitely check out Level the Playing Field Sports Podcast, Sports Bliss with Rob and Chris, my man Average Joe Sports Podcast. Definitely check him out. Um, Nate's Daily Wages is another good one to check out. Again, if you're into pro wrestling, John Wrestling Fans Insight and Bray Wyatt Fan 24 put out amazing content. As far as wrestling content, they put out top-notch stuff. So on to every other podcast that retweets and follows and listens and supports me. It's greatly appreciated. Even people that don't do podcasts, like my buddy Brandon always listens. Uh, so I hope he enjoys this as well. I actually, <laughs> one night I, I was, <laughs> before I go, we were messaging each other on Instagram. And I told him how I want to do one before the draft. And see, this is the problem. Once I start drinking a little bit, I come up with these great ideas and then I forget that I came up with them. And then I'm looking back, I'm like, shit, now how am I going to do this and do this and get him on and, and do this? But it's going to happen, whether it's an Instagram live thing or maybe with going YouTube live, I might be able to add them in somehow. So that's the other thing I got to start doing is more YouTube videos. So a day or two before I'm going to do it or the week before. I'm going to lock down a day where I'm going to do it so people can interact on there as well. Ask questions. We'll shoot the shit. Uh, whatever topics you may want my opinion on, we can do it right then and there on the spot. So, again, to everybody who, you know, who's been supporting me, it's much appreciated. 
Um, Till the next one, everyone stay safe. And as always, peace.